This is Sister Tracy from the Church of Rock radio show, and you're listening to Underground Opolis. Love is fading slowly She just wants to feel something Even if it comes from nothing Nothing at all Welcome to Groundopolis, everybody. It is that time. We are just trucking right along. Episode 2 of Season 5. Can you believe it's been five seasons already, man? It's just crazy. I started out pretty short with, with shorter seasons, and then the season four, I decided to make a longer one. This one's going to be probably another 50 episodes, too. Just a little wrap, just a little wrap up on last year, like, a, you know, we just had Carla Torgerson of The Walkabouts on. You know, I was so nervous talking to her. I really was. I was like, I, somebody I actually liked, like, have liked for a long time, you know, because her basis was the basis for Mad Season on the Above album. And it was just, I couldn't believe I got that. She said, yeah, sure, I'll come on the show. <laughs> yeah. All right, enough of my rambling. This next, my next guest, I will let them introduce themselves, but I will say that I met them, or at least I met one of them, at Open Mic at Dundee Tavern. That happens every Wednesday night from 7 to 10, 2224 Dundee Road, Louisville, Kentucky. Just my little shameless self-promotion plug there. Guys, tell us who you are, where you're from. What's up? I'm Carson. I'm Kyle. And uh, we're Falling Tree Way. We're from Louisville, Kentucky. We both went to Trinity High School. Falling Tree Way, is, is that a street you live on? I just got to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a street um, over in East Louisville. <laughs> it's, it's right off Hurstbourne in the Plainview neighborhood. Uh, I always wondered that. I don't know. Maybe I may have asked you that before. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember if I had or not because, you know, let's face it, it's starting to go up there sometimes. It's getting foggy upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, we're we're sitting we're sitting in the house on Falling Two Way right now. How did you guys come together as a band? We just kind of had a group of friends that had been jamming together probably once a week, on every, like every weekend, and... Um, I'd been wanting to put together a band for a while, but it's so hard to, you know, find a keyboard player or another guitar player or bass player who's consistent. And Kyle was always somebody who was super consistent. And I remember I went up to Cincinnati and I saw this band called the Blue Stones play in their duo. And they had just such a full sound. I was like, you know, why, why spend the time looking for somebody else? Like, you know, Kyle, one of my best friends, super consistent drummer, amazing, amazing drummer, amazing songwriter. You know, I should just start a project with just me and him. And that's kind of how it came together. Right on. Well, how, how would you describe Falling Tree Wave music? Um, I think we'd describe it kind of as like a, definitely a rock kind of thing, kind of alternative, maybe a little bit of punk in there in some parts of the songs. Um, but I like to think of it just kind of as a good, like, melting pot for all different kinds of music. Um, 
we kind of just draw from whatever we think is cool and make it our own and, and kind of just have fun with it. You know, that's all you can really do with music is have fun with it. So, um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of a lot of different things and that's what really makes it cool. Hearing Carson talk and hearing Carson sing, like it's, it's different because he's got a guy, when you're talking to him, he's not really loud, but he's got that huge voice when he sings. <laughs> really, really good. Thank you. Well, see, lost my place already. Damn. I've, if you have, if anybody happens to hear kittens, it's because there's six of them in here. Down here with me, but there's only ones away. Yeah. He's taken off with my glasses. <laughs> I, I haven't heard any yet. I'll be listening now. <laughs> now, do you have a particular creative process? Um, I feel like we kind of have two. Um, usually, I'm the person uh, like when we start like sit down to write a song. I usually have like a riff or a chord progression is pretty cool. And um either I have lyrics to go with it kind of finished or I come to Kyle and say like, hey, I'm really stuck on these. Kyle's fantastic with lyrics, especially when I have my head up my ass and I can't figure out where I'm going with it. He'll, he'll straighten me out and uh, we can always get lyrics finished. And then Kyle always writes the drum parts on top of it. Um, so that's how our songs usually come together. It's a, a really great process because we can knock songs out really fast and, but at the same time, we can spend time and make sure they're well written, thought out songs. Well, so you've got an album coming out? Well, it'll be, yep, by August time it's it will be out. <laughs> yeah, so, um, let, let's see. I don't know when this is coming out, but the album will come out August 13th, and it's called uh, Barely Conscious. How many songs you got on that? There is 12 songs. Really? Yep. Um, we released an album back in 2020, um, and it was seven songs, and we were like, oh, man, you can, you can barely call this an album. It's so short. And so we were like, we definitely have to, you know, really beef up the next one. And it took a, it took a while. Well, I mean, we started writing this right afterwards in 2020, and um, we we probably wrapped up writing it, I'd say about like seven eight months ago. Um, and yeah, no, it's twelve twelve new songs. We're really proud of it. We think it's definitely some of the best stuff we've ever done. Did you release it on your own then? Distro yeah. Kids and all that. Oh yeah, Distro Kids. Everybody's friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. What What's your favorite song to play off of it? And you can have different answers. Um, I think for me, my favorite one is probably the track "Barely Conscious." Um, it's just really fun for me because it was like. There's a, a certain drum part in it that I find to be really fun, and I was kind of proud of when I came up with it because I was just kind of messing around on the on the kit one day, and um, Carson was playing the riff, and it kind of just came together. So I think that one's personally my favorite, um, just out of all of them. And I mean, I really like playing all of them. I think they're all really fun, but 
that one for sure is probably my favorite. Yeah, no, I I agree. Barely Conscious is a super fun song to play, and I know exactly what party's talking about, and it's it's super original. It's an absolutely fantastic uh, drum groove. Um, I don't know. For me, it might be a tie. Um, I love playing. We released two singles before putting out the album. Those are out right now. We had um, one single called Be There in 15 come out July 30th. And that's definitely, it, that one might be my favorite. That one has a little bit more of a punk feel to it. Um it's just a quick-paced, real fast, hard-hitting rock song. Uh, super fun to play. And then the other one um, is uh, our other single that came out August 6th, and that one's called Break Your Fall, and it's got this super dark, uh, quick um, guitar riff. When we were recording it, um, we recorded it at DSL Recording Studio um, with uh, Mike Baker, the audio engineer. He's absolutely fantastic. Um he pointed out that it sounds just like a surf rock song, and I was like, oh, my God, it does. It sounds like a dark surf rock, like, guitar riff, and it's super fun to play. We kick back and forth between, like, the real soft kind of dark uh, melody and then just, like, into some really heavy distortion power chords and going back and forth and watching um, everybody kind of, like, you know, get uh, dance and, you know, really head nod to the heavy part and then kind of, like, slow up for the little riff. It's, it's really fun to watch and to play. You ready to take it out on the road, are you? For sure. <laughs> so, did you work with a producer, or did you just produce yourselves? or? We just produced it ourselves. Um, I, I would say that Mike, the audio engineer over there, he probably he had a little bit of a hand in producing it as well. He's he's an absolute genius, and um, we we love working with him. We did um, our other songs, rookies, um, that album uh, with him. And when we decided we were going to do something else, we came back to him, and I mean it just clicked again. It was it's so easy to work with him, and like you know he's somebody who uh, you can totally like tell anything to and he just he reads the person who's he who's he who he's recording for really well is there a song on there that's really really personal to you to either one of you or both of you and you can have it you can um, have different answers of course i'd say that in ways the whole album is personal the the album's called Barely Conscious and it's all just about how um uh I've kind of this the feeling that you get that you're on autopilot and you'll have these moments where you're kinda of just sober up during the day. Like not actually sobering up, but just like having kind of a moment of clarity and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I've just been like wandering throughout the day, like not doing anything. Um but probably the most personal song is a song um about my girlfriend called Lovely. I think it's the I think it's the eighth track on the album. That one's probably the most so. Would you say what would you say your favorite show you've ever played is so far? Oh, let's see. 
I'm trying to think. Um, we recently played a show at a Big Rock, <laughs> and that one was really fun. It was really right. hot at a Big Rock and a Cherokee Park, I think it is. Yeah, it was just like wow. a little DIY pop-up show, but we played it with Lux and uh, two other bands, and it was it was pretty packed, but it was also freaking hot. Yeah, it was it was really fun though because everyone was just packed in there dancing and having a good time. It like uh, you know we kind of um, just kind of went went in on it really hard, and it was really high energy and every, all the you know, the crowd was really high energy to match, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed that part um, about the show. So I think that's probably my favorite, just because, like, as a drummer, I'm really a big fan of high energy stuff, you know. I feel like it's a lot of – the case with a lot of drummers, too, but um, but I love the energy. So that was probably my favorite for sure. Uh, I'd probably have to say the same thing. Um, we played we played at Captain's Quarters a while back, Um Oh wow! And that that was a real fun show. Um, kind of unexpected, it, you know, having like an original rock and like a little bit of a punk band come play isn't something that screams, "Oh yeah, Captain's Quarters." But it, we went and played there, and it was really fun. And uh, everybody there was really receptive of it. Um, that that's one thing I really like about our music is I think it's just we're kind of like a switchblade army knife. We've got like blues songs, we've got punk leaning songs, we kind of have a little bit of everything. So I'd say that's definitely one of my favorites, but that, man, that DIY show we played at Big Rock, I mean, most energy we've ever seen, people up on each other's shoulders and absolutely everybody, you know, moshing, it was an absolutely great time. Well, here's the counter question, what would you say your least favorite show would be? (laughs) Oh, let's see. Um, There was a show... Uh, it was probably about a year, year and a half ago, maybe. It was probably, no, I think it was last year, last summer. Um, we had to go out to like the middle of nowhere and play this show. Like, kind of, it, it kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Like, these people put on this thing, and they were asking us to come play, and we said, "All right." But uh, we go there, and it's like, you know, going through somebody's farm to get there, and it was like literally in the middle of nowhere and um when we get there to like start setting up there's like no one there except the people who set it up and they're like all right let's see what you got and we're just kind of like well where's everybody at they're like well there's not really a huge turnout for this for this day but tomorrow's gonna be a lot of people so and we're like well so it kind of just it was kind of anticlimactic uh like going in there and you know after they kind of like they kind of hyped it up a little but you know, yeah. it, it was it was fine. Like it, we we played fine and everything, but the atmosphere wasn't really there. It was kind of just it's kind of weird, kind of odd. Um, definitely was kind of just counting down the minutes of the set just to kind of get out of there. Maybe skip a couple of songs here and there just to get through it. But uh, but yeah, that was definitely kind of the the worst one for me. I, I like I said, I'm a big fan of energy, and there just wasn't anything there. So I was kind of looking at my watch the whole time. Yeah, that that's the same show. Like that's probably what I would say too. I don't remember what it was called, um, but we went and um, there wasn't a whole lot of people there. There was like the people who set it up, and we played, and they're like, "Oh, like you guys killed it! Like that was like so good." And we're like, "Yeah, thanks. Um, all right, we'll see you guys later." 
And I felt bad because it like it was a real nice setup, and they said they were really looking forward to the next day, and then it like poured the next day, so it got rained out. I did feel bad for them, but yeah, that was definitely not too fun of a show. Yeah, some of those some of those festivals I've learned over the last year, some of those quote unquote festivals, it's just just a party for the host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I'm not taking I'm not taking anything away from anybody. You know, sometimes they turn out to be really badass, and some you know I, I'm sure oh, they yeah. want them to be really badass. But just sometimes they just don't, man. Mm-hmm. But since it is my show, we get to talk about my favorite song, which is "Standing in My Own Way," which is probably oh, the first okay. song I've heard of you guys. What last year, sometime when I first started speaking with Carson, which I, I think yeah. is. But what's the story behind standing in my own way? Um, standing in my own way. Let's see, that was that was a song. I just kind of had that acoustic guitar part, and I loved it. And I was like, this is gonna be really freaking awkward to work into our stuff. And you know, me and Kyle kind of just sat down and hashed it out. Lyrics, it's just all about and you know, kind of self doubt. Um, Rookies itself is a, a lot of it's just about kind of self-doubt. I mean, like, when we recorded it, the whole reason we named that album Rookies was because we were in those recording sessions feeling just, like, absolute newbies. We didn't know a damn thing. And um, that's that's how that name came to, like, came to us. Um, and then uh, Standing in My Own Way was kind of a reflection of that. Um, but, yeah, we get a lot of people who say that that's their favorite song on uh, on that album, especially because it's the most like dynamic. There's a bunch of acoustic guitar. Uh, there's it's just the widest range of like instrumentation because we don't mix it up too often. You're gonna see us mix it up a good amount on this next album coming out here next Saturday. But uh, yeah, that one was a whole lot of fun to play and a whole lot of fun to write and record as well. Sorry, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kittens are sleeping except for the one that's outside of the door that's trying to get in. <laughs> Let's see here. Who would you open up a show for? Who, if you could, if you could open up a show for anyone, any artist, who would it be? You'd have to both have different answers. That's a really hard question. Um, I, heard, I know I know who it would be for me, but I want to hear Kyle first. I'm interested. I, honestly, I wasn't prepared for this kind of a question. Um, <laughs> I have too many. I'd say I could probably give you a top three, but that's fine. Um, I definitely because I'm a big fan of classic rock, so I'd have to go throw back a little. Definitely have to open the show for like. Uh, my favorite band is Boston, so that'd just be awesome if I had the oh, opportunity wow. to do that. Um, <clears throat> probably, probably have to go with Rush. I really like Rush. Um, well, you're a drummer, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, it's kind of inherent. Um, but then, kind of just one of my, like, I guess I would just call it like a guilty pleasure band would probably just be, you know, I think they just kind of kick ass as Metallica. It'd be so awesome to just be there for that. But um, 
obviously, like, our stuff doesn't really mix well with that, kind of, but, you know, that'd just be something that I'd really, really want to do. Just, that'd be awesome. Man, you said Guilty Pleasure Band. I thought you were going to say Big Time Rush <laughs> on the oh, Nickelodeon what? show. <laughs> um, So, for mine, like, this is easy, but my favorite band of all time, and they're still touring, is uh, Bass Drum of Death um, from Oxford, Mississippi. They're absolutely amazing and they're 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 definitely one of our biggest like inspirations musically they started out as a duo it's just this guy named john barrett well actually really started out just like on by himself and then um it grew into a duo and now they two around as a three-piece um but i mean like if if you take a look at some of his live performances like he's getting energy from every crowd and that's definitely just an easy no-brainer. That's that's the band I would definitely want to open for. Where all have you performed so far? Let's see. So we've played at Captain's Quarters. Um, we've played at the Granville Pub um, down by oh, Yulva. Really? We've played, yeah, we've played at uh, Czechs in Germantown, Czechs Cafe. It was funny. We actually played it like the day after their blues festival. It was a really weird time, uh, but it ended up working out, and that was a really fun uh, place to play. Um, let's see, are there any other like? Oh, we played at the Portal in Portland. Yeah, we played at the Portal. That's a pretty ass venue, dude. That place is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. um, I've not been there yet. <laughs> oh, you need to go. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely well, I, fantastic. I look at pictures. <laughs> I've definitely I looked gotcha. at pictures. I was like, man, I want to, I, I want to play there too. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, I'm trying to think about where else we play. Kyle, do you know some other places we played besides, you know, those four? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, we've played at numerous like just pop up shows, like you know, yeah. in parks or whatever. You know, played at people's houses and whatnot. So, um, just different kinds of stuff like that. Not, you know, a few of the like the established you know restaurants or venues or something like that but a lot of the you know as you can probably tell or guess um a lot of the shows that come out of like the bands like we are are kind of do diy and you know put together by the bands themselves and maybe be someone's house or in the park or something like that so we um you you had antithesis on the show uh probably about a year ago i i I loved watching that episode and um, they played at, like, a little do-it-yourself festival called Field Fest. And we ended up um, – we were there this year. Oh, right on. I met, I met them at LRS Fest. Heck, yeah. We're, um, we're supposed to be there um, this next year coming up, or uh, October 1st. So I guess it's in, like, two months. We're going to be at LRS Fest. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. This, year, this year's lineup is really, really – we've got Gorilla Red. Uh, of course, there's local age and tantric. Who else? Yeah. Texas Hippie Coalition. Aren't they going to be there? Is it? Yeah. That's a hell of a bill this year. No, it really is. It's crazy. I remember because um, we we got a text like um, they were they were kind of doing some announcements and they, we we got a text and it was like, hey, would you guys be interested? And we were like, like immediately, hell yeah. And then we saw the lineup come out. And we we're like, holy crap! You know, it was. It, it was it was wild just to see like that uh, 
we got to play like kind of in the same lineup with like some of these some of these huge groups. The singer of Gorilla Rin and I had a Matchbox 20 tribute band for a little while. We played a, we just played a couple of shows. He's a, oh, no way. still pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's singing, he's up there with us going, baby, it's 3 a.m. I must be <laughs> He's up there, Gorilla <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, those are just two um, very different bands. That's, I, I, I yeah. can't, I can't even picture that, man. <laughs> uh, congratulations, man! Get the, get on LRS Fest. I'm really, really happy for you guys. I like because we the Streakers did it last year. They had they had an acoustic stage, and we did the acoustic stage, and we wound up having a pretty good crowd over that acoustic stage. It was a, yeah. you know because it was pretty much in between when the main stage was setting up and tearing down. People were walking over there. We had, and we probably had forty to fifty people around this little bitty acoustic stage, and it, I was really, really surprised. That it was really fun, and I'm really glad you guys got to do it. They didn't have an acoustic stage this year, so I didn't try to get us on there. And, and that's okay; they could do that. It's, I still support the hell out of LRF. Those guys, those guys like they actually like this show. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those kids from Antithesis. Kind of, I say it right. Yeah, no, that's it. Antithesis, yeah. They're they're super good kids, man. Well, I guess they're really not kids, but they're kids to me. <laughs> Just like you guys are kids <laughs> to me. <laughs> they're they're super good guys, and they're going to do really good things, just like you all are. Just getting on LRF Fest this on this particular bill, Jesus, that's surprise. Well, I mean, last year we had John Karabi at this. Who was the other singer for Motley Crue on a, on, a, on one of the out on one album? It is like he was fantastic, and, and believe it or not, Kip Winger was really good. He just did an acoustic set. He was did a real. They both. That was the thing about the '80s bands. It's like you had to be good. <laughs> you got to the '90s, the '90s and 2000s. You could be mediocre, but be a really good songwriter, and you could get a record deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 80s, 80s and stuff. You you had to be really good, and, and those guys were really good. They were really really good. But and so are the guys coming up this year. I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited for this for this LRF fest, man. Because I, I I like Texas Pacific Coalition. I've liked them for a long time. And of course, Tantric Tantric's been on this show. Believe it or not, Hugo oh, really? Pereira has. Yeah, he's been on the show. He was. He was super nice about it, man. He's like, sure, I'll come on and do it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm nobody. <laughs> I, was like, you know, uh, he, I said, well, I said, after all, I'm, thank you for doing this because you know, I'm small potatoes. You know what he said? He said, all good meals have small potatoes in them. <laughs> he said, I'll never forget it. I, I thought yeah, that was yeah. just like the nicest thing. <laughs> for sure. Guys, I, I'm sorry I got the rambling there. Uh, no, you're starting to we're starting to run out of time here. Is there anything you want to plug in before we wrap it up? Um, I don't think too much. Um, definitely check out the first two singles throughout now. Um, and then the album comes out August 13th. So if you're hearing it and it's past August 13th, go give Barely Conscious a listen. Or a listen. Besides that, we've got a, a few shows coming up August 19th, 27th. Uh, LRS Fest is October 1st and we're playing at Magbar October 22nd. 
Um, you, you can follow us at uh, Falling Tree Way on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, whatever social media you have, just keep up with us, and uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on our shows. Um, I will include a link, the link tree link, and it's in the description below when you look at when you look at this. Uh, can we expect barely conscious on vinyl or cassette or anything or CD? Or? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, maybe CD. Uh, but not entirely sure just yet about that. Yeah. Well, like, nobody, I don't know if anybody has CD players anymore. I tell you, yeah. somebody sent me a, sent, sent me a, I, I bought a vinyl off Bandcamp. It just came a couple of days ago from a band called the Gizmos. And, uh, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they were, they were considered Indiana's first punk rock band. And, <laughs> like, they, and they just reconvened after a, Million years or something, and, re- and released a little EP on vinyl, and I and I bought it, and they sent me a couple of CDs with it. And I'm like, I don't have any way to play. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I remember. Go, we, I'm gonna go to Goodwill and, and buy a buy a five dollar DVD player or something. So I can yeah, listen to, listen to it through the TV. <laughs> yeah, I remember we, when we finished up our last album, we had some CDs made, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm so glad we got these CDs, man. I'm gonna put one of these in my CD player in my van, you know, give it a listen. And then I opened my van door. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have a CD player. And so we couldn't even listen to our own CDs, but apparently they worked. We we sold them all. This is Bloody F. Mess, and this is the joke of the week. My kid is blaming me for ruining his birthday. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know it was today.